At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we are off and running on a Wednesday night. Sean King alongside... Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Less that. than 24 hours. Less than 24 hours, Sean. We will be sitting here. Might be around halftime of Bucks and Cowboys. We are less than a day away from the start of the NFL season. Mm, it just and, and 17 games this year. Whew. 17 games. I feel like Tony, Tony, Tony. It feels good. It's almost here, man. It's almost here. (laughs) And right now, yesterday was eight. Now you're seeing a bunch of eight and a halfs out there. Still eight here at Circa. And I would just say this. If you want to get that teaser in now, you better do it before that thing gets to nine. So we will see. But still at eight, would you go ahead and lay the eight in this game? That's a big number. It is a big number. For an offense in the Dallas Cowboys that we know has the capabilities putting up some points they can't really stop anybody but they can put up some points it's big to the point where it's the largest spread of any game in the opening week of the nfl and it includes the dallas cowboys i mean think about that they are the favorites to win the nfc east and the biggest spread on the board involves a game with the dallas cowboys and i'm probably just going to watch because i do think the bucks are going to win comfortably Mm -hmm. I just don't want to be sweating a 14-point lead with three minutes left. With Dak on and, the field, with those Dallas weapons. Dallas is driving. They're trying to get some momentum for next week or, or something. You know, I would have loved to have taken the number. I think it opened at six. Yeah, I think around, so. Around yeah. May, if yep. I'm not mistaken. Yep. So I'm just going to sit this one out and watch. 
I can root for you because I think you. <laughs> this brings home a couple tickets for you. It starts some. It closes one. Yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I got a Notre Dame. Ole Miss Buccaneers money line parlay that this would close out, and then it starts like so many people out there, a whole bunch of teasers. And you know, I actually want to start the show in just a couple minutes uh, with an interesting question because there's a, there's a lot of people who are going to have Tampa Bay, mm-hmm. they're going to have San Francisco, they're going to have the Rams in teasers all over the place because people love to tease down the favorites to get them at one, to get them at two. One of those teams is going to lose. It's just the way it always works out. So we'll uh, we'll discuss that here uh, in a little bit. But, yes, very excited. We got ourselves week one. Beautiful schedule. Just sitting out there. Dallas, Tampa to start things off. Rams in Chicago on Sunday night football out at SoFi Stadium. Monday night football here in Las Vegas with the Ravens and the Raiders. Feels like the Ravens are going to be a very popular play in that one. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But we got a lot to get into, a lot to dive into today, uh, especially when it comes to uh, our thoughts on the season opening game, Dallas and Tampa Bay, because by the time we hit the the airwaves tomorrow, the game will be on. It will? Oof, man. Hopefully the Bucs will be up comfortably. Yeah. Yeah. You'll You'll be sitting back and cheering on your guys. That way I can just focus on you, and I don't have to, like, and I just need to win. 50% of my attention on you and the other 50% watching my bucks. You know, unlike Tennessee last week with Bowling Green, I just need to win. Just to win. It'd be nice if they won by two, because then, I, you know, teasers stay alive there, too. But close out that money line parlay, which obviously I had to sweat the first leg, so maybe that was the lone leg I had to sweat with Notre Dame. Ole Miss did their thing, won comfortably, and now we've got Tampa Bay to try to to uh, to close this thing out. But yes, they will be starting money line parlays. There's no doubt about it. Uh, starting tomorrow night with a total of 52, so decently high total. You look around, uh, that is the second highest total on the board. It's the same as Arizona Tennessee. The only game higher is Cleveland and Kansas City. This game has 35-14 written all over it. Ooh. So under and a cover. Yeah. So you like the favorite. Now, you're not going to play it, mm-hmm. but you like the favorite, maybe a little bit on the under. I try not to wager on teams I have an emotional attachment to. I just like to watch telling, the game. I've been telling you that. Yeah. I told you. That's what I told you about Monday uh, as Sunday no, night. As Notre Dame started your parlay. Well, money line. <laughs> money line. They didn't have to cover. Money line. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Let's get this show rolling a day away from the start of the NFL season. It's the nightcap on VEASAN. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN alongside former Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl winner in Sean King. I am Tim Murray, and uh, it's it's a great day, Sean. It is a great day, uh, not only for... Football fans everywhere, Sean. But uh, a little exciting day, too. I mean, already we've, you know, I like to to puff out our chests about our network. We love our network. We love being part of it. I love that you're a part of it. Uh, we've got great partners with Fubo and Sling and Xfinity. But now jumping on YouTube TV. Yes. So just more ways to, to see this handsome gentleman. Facts. More ways to see this guy. And uh, so that was some exciting news today. So multiple ways you can uh, you know, check us out, check our entire network out. Uh, obviously, VEASAN.com, but 
Fubo, Sling, Xfinity, Xfinity One, the app there, and now YouTube TV. So very excited about that. Very excited about that partnership. And, I was uh, one of Time Magazine top 50 uh, GLBFs. Explain. Good looking big fellas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got uh, we got a big show tonight. Uh, it is it is every Wednesday. We will talk to Brad Evans, our guy. The big noise. Big noise. He'll join us top of the next hour. So we always talk to Brad on Wednesdays. He's got plethora of plays. And, you know, I need to know if his Illinois Illini are going to cover this weekend. I, I took them like going down to Charlottesville. I used that car the one time I had ever intended to drive it. And that was in week one against Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, they're not like a, I, I need to bet for against Well, I bet against every, them last week. Right. So now I'm, I'm trying to figure out the, the perfect uh, way to work around this Illini. Maybe I, I'm going Peters to, is back, though. Peters is back. They're starting running back is back uh, in Chase Brown. So we'll talk to the big noise later. Kenny White can give us his thoughts on college football. He's got plays. He's 2-0. 2-0. Yeah. What, Fresno State? First half, yep. week zero. Utah, Utah State. State plus the points. We didn't even need those points, yeah. Sean. Yeah. Outright winner, Kenny White, will join us later on in the show. Pat Doney, he's going to join us later on in this hour. Reporter, NBC5 in Dallas. Get the latest on the Dallas Cowboys. And coming up in just a mo- couple moments. I'm excited to go down memory lane here. Uh-oh. Divisional round. January 2000. A young Sean King. A rookie. Taking on the Washington football franchise and a gentleman who was a big contributor in that game, you Mm -hmm. and someone on the other team, Brian Mitchell, who's going to join us in just a little bit. So B. Mitch, a friend of mine, uh, will be joining us here in just a moment. So we'll we'll go down memory lane a little bit uh, with that game and get his thoughts on the Washington football team, the NFC East, his anticipation for tomorrow night. But before we bring in B. Mitch, who will join us here in just a moment, Tampa Bay, latest number here at Circa, eight. But that's pretty much the only spot you can find eight. Everywhere else is getting to eight and a half. You're getting a total of 52. Uh, you mentioned probably a stay away for you at this point. But you know, we, we rattled off the numbers. 13-6-2 mm-hmm. and two ATS. Super Bowl champs in week one since 1996. Just your quick thoughts on what to expect tomorrow night. I think you're going to see a point made. I really think Tampa has had this circled. Uh, they have a full off season. I think they're going to be better, more consistent on both sides of the ball than they were last year. They have some internal goals to go undefeated. And I think this is the first of 17 opportunities to make that a reality. So I think you're going to see Tampa in midseason form. They're ready. They're healthy. They're ready. So, Sean... Tampa Bay went on to win the Super Bowl, what, in 2000 and... The first one? The two, that was a 2000 season. 2001, right? Yeah. You were, you were on that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, 2002 you guys won, right? Yeah. 2002. You were a rookie, took over as a starter with, a, with an injury to Trent Dilfer, starting divisional that, round. That was earlier. Right. That wasn't our Super Bowl year. Yeah. Right. That was 99. You're standing on the yeah. sidelines. It's 3 nothing at the half, divisional round against Washington. Grammatica mm-hmm. kicks it off. Number 30 gets it at the goal line. And White, what do you remember from uh, Mr. Brian Mitchell running down the sideline? I, I don't think I was watching. I, I, was, <laughs> I was on the bench, and 
you know, I think B. Mitch had already been in the league for 25 and a half years <laughs> at that point, and he played another 25 and a half. So I was like, I mean, come on. They got a senior citizen, like, returning kicks. I'm not worried about him running it back. And all of a sudden, there's a blur going up the sideline. And I was like, okay, B. Mitch still got it. You know, he's a Louisiana guy, so. Raging Cajun. Yeah. B. Mitch. Always good to hear from you, man. What what do you remember from January of 2000? <laughs> this guy next to me threw a touchdown pass midway in that fourth quarter that uh, deflated some uh, some Washington football fans. Well, I remember getting in my wheelchair, my motorized wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sean, man, you start talking, I'll laugh about that a lot, man. But, nah, the only thing I remember from that is that uh, the miss uh, handled uh, field goal at the end. That was the ultimate thing for me, but, you know, we felt we had a team that can go down there and win, but, you know, they played better that day, and that's the whole thing about the NFL. You know, just like you, I heard you all talk about Tampa coming up against Dallas tomorrow night, but ultimately, you got to be the best on that day. No matter how good you are, if your team isn't ready, you lose, and I think we felt we had the better team, but we didn't play. But that that just is unfortunate. That was my last game with Washington. Because Vinny Serrato, dumbass, said that I had lost a step. You know, well, how do you lose a step when you just had a 100-yard uh, kickoff return and then you go to Philly and they brought in Dion, they brought in everybody, but you know what? None of them were better than I was in Philly while they were in Washington. So, hey, it is what it is, but I got to make sure I keep that motorized uh, wheelchair to make sure I keep scoring. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because I feel like that about a couple execs, too. <laughs> hey, and you know what? I have no problem saying it because, you know what? Vinnie Serrano is not working in the NFL anymore. He's doing, he's doing radio, and he's not doing a good job. But ultimately, I'll just say, when you when you offer your job, you don't get a job in that business anymore. I know that's right. Well, I, I was watching back at the highlights. <laughs> You know, B B makes those quick cuts, those shifty cuts, but he saw Grammatica in front of him, B, and 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 you just you just you just bulldoze right through him. <laughs> you know, um, Grammatica, the two Grammatica brothers. One of them, I went to stiff arm him, and my I missed him, and my elbow caught him, and I broke his nose. The other guy tried to grab me, and I, I dislocated his shoulder. So, <laughs> I I didn't respect kickers at all because you know. If I if I had learned early in my career that they were not athletes, they were just guys that kicked the ball, I would have had another six, seven, eight touchdowns. <laughs> but I tried to run over them and hurt them instead of just punching them in the face, stiff arming them, whatever, and just go to the end zone. Yeah, the Tampa police are still looking for B. That was felony <laughs> assault. <laughs> and Grammatica like stuck half his body out there, and oh, like, man. It, it didn't have any impact. I mean, the dude is 157 pounds, 170 pounds. I mean, I was that when I was in ninth grade. I can't deal with that. I just got to get rid of you real quick. And I think like today in this game, well, Derrick Henry, he used the stiff arm effectively. He threw Josh Norman, what, five, six yards? Yeah. I felt that the stiff arm is the best play in football, you know, best move in football. You can hit a guy from the side and push him away. You can stiff arm in the front, throw him away. And if they run it up on you and they're faster than you, if you just stiff that arm in, in their chest, they drop back, you end up going on more and you score a touchdown. So it's a move that's been forgotten about, but I think Walter Payton, Walter Payton was one that mastered it for me. And that's why I try to use it every time I can. Talking to Brian Mitchell, who now hosts a show in Washington, D.C. He's been in D.C. media for quite some time. 
uh, with J.P. Finley on 106.7 The Fan in D.C. Alongside Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. And uh, B. Mitch, let's get to uh, Washington this year because there's a lot of expectations for this football team. And it's not, yeah. you know, you mentioned Vinny Serrato. I mean, this isn't, uh, this isn't fake expectations. This wasn't the fantasy draft situation. They've drafted well. Uh, you know, they br- did bring in some free agents, most notably Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, win total mm-hmm. sitting at eight and a half. Won the division last year. Uh, opened the season against the Chargers. What do you expect from Washington this year? Well, you know what? Last year, I think, you know, come on, you win seven games, you win a championship. That's not no great thing to be cheering about. But you did win. And that's something to feel good about. But this year, as I look at this team, I think their defense has been fantastic. But ultimately, they weren't very good against the run last year. And if you come out there this year and you can't be good against the run, and people don't understand how to attack Chase Young and Montez Sweat, the guys that made noise last year. So you have to get better as a defense against the run. And in offensively, you got to be better. And right now, when you got Curtis Samuels, the guy you get 23 million guaranteed they hadn't practiced, and then the day he walked off the football field, mm-hmm. for me, I mean, listen, my expectation, if you want to win, you got to get double-digit wins or more. Yeah. And I look at the I look at the rec at the schedule this year. That's going to be damn difficult. Yeah, because they're not playing the Ben Denucci's of the world this year. <laughs> no, they're playing the top-notch quarterbacks of, the, of this game. And Joe Joe Gibbs always said, if we can score three touchdowns. And in our field goal, we have a chance to win. I went back to 1991. When we won the Super Bowl. We went 17-2. And I looked at it. We, we were 14-2 that year because our offense also put points on the board. But I look at it. If we had just scored 24 points a game, we would have went 13-3 that year. Think about that. You know, B-Mitch, stand right so, there at the quarterback position. Since uh, Coach Rivera has taken over, kind of been a revolving door. Last year, mm-hmm. you had uh, – Dwayne Haskins. Haskins and his early potential that didn't pan out. Uh, Kyle Allen has dealt with some injuries. You had the comeback story of Alex Smith. Now it's a different quarterback room. They brought in Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick, uh, Taylor, Tyler, Taylor, Heineke. Taylor Heineke, who actually played, I thought, pretty good in the playoff loss to Tampa, is also in that room. Where do you think that position is, and are any of those guys capable of helping Washington get to the ultimate destination, which is winning a championship? I look at it like this. The starting quarterback is Ryan Fitzpatrick, who he's unconscious. He doesn't think about much. He just makes plays. He wants to have fun. He's a guy who works around like uh, he's a guy who's a beach beach scorer. You know, he acts like a surfer. Everything's cool. <laughs> but on the football field, you have to be consistently good at that. And Ryan Fitzpatrick has been in the league 15 years. And I will say this, for the first but going on 17, the first 14 years, he was an up-and-down type of guy. Over the last two years, he's seen that have gotten better, but he still didn't play 16 games in the season. So I wonder, will the, last, the guy that showed up the last two years be the guy or the guy that showed up the first 14 years? When I look at this thing is, you know, the NFL right now, yes, everything is favored to the offense. But if you keep throwing up these, if you throw up all those 50-50 balls, 50-50 means that they can get 50% of them too. What if the receivers that you have other than Terry McLaurin, I think Terry McLaurin is a beast. The other guys, I'm not sure about anyone, any one of them yet. Uh, they sit up there and they talked a lot about Curtis Samuels. He hadn't been on the football field since May 5th. 
who else is going to be a guy to step up and really take the pressure off him? If they can't run the football effectively and stop the run, still, in this day and age when it's about passing the ball, I don't think the team is going to be damn good. But if they can start running the football effectively and stopping the run, I think this team could make a major jump. But will that happen with a quarterback that likes to throw the ball down the field? We'll see. Talking to Brian Mitchell, host on 106.7 The Fan, also one of the greatest return men of all time. It's criminal that he has not been inducted into the Hall of Fame. That's another discussion for another time. Uh, be I'm in my Hall of Fame. To hell with them. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, he's uh, he's in the Louisiana Hall of Fame with you. Yeah, he, uh, am I... I, you know, I have the same bone with Tulane. Tulane's never retired a football jersey. So, like, I'm kind of, like, over that situation. So, I feel your energy. Uh, <laughs> speaking of college oh, football, your, your Raging Cajuns went to Austin, didn't get the job done. But did you see enough to make you think that conference championship is in their future and, and maybe a run that gets them into a, at least a recognizable bowl situation? I think so. I think, you know, you look at that team and uh, their quarterback comes that Levi Lewis, who then he came to me and asked him to take the number out of retirement so he can wear number one. I said, cool. This kid, he got a fifth year. He was unbelievable for the first uh, two years he was starting. And now he gets that third year to become a starter as a fifth-year senior. And uh, I think Coach Napier is doing a great job down there. So I believe that they're, they're probably the favorite to win it, you know, out there in the conference. So um, we'll see. I think when they went against uh, Texas, you know, they came out. They were a little hype, but didn't do enough to win the game. But ultimately, you know, they go back and they settle down and play against the uh, conference. They, I think they're going to do a great job in winning that whole thing. B, we got about uh, we got about forty-five seconds. NFC East. Is it Washington's to win this year? You know what? It, you would think that, but I, I believe that the Giants is going to make some noise. Mm. Everybody talk about Dallas because that's that rivalry with, with Washington. But the team that has handled Washington over the last two to three years is the Giants. You can say what you want about Daniel Jones. He hadn't lost a game to the Washington football team. Hmm. So until they beat the Giants, I'm going to say that the Giants are going to have final say in what happens in the division. He is Brian Mitchell. Did his best to beat Sean King back in January of 2000, but Mr. King had uh, had other uh, decisions there. I should have be- been that quarterback showing out of King Mitchell, brother. You know it. I know that's right. <laughs> I know that's right, man. We got to get you in studio next time you're in Las Vegas. Make sure you let us know. Oh, yeah, definitely, brother. Y'all be good, man. There right. he is. Good, good bud of mine, Brian Mitchell. I agree with him with the Giants. I just am uncomfortable buying that stock because I don't know is Saquon Barkley is back to being 100%. And they need him on offense in order to have a real chance at big success. Yeah. NFC East, as you would say, hot garbage. (laughs) But somebody's got to win it. Somebody has to come through some news and notes from the day that was in the NFL. It is the nightcap here on Visa. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Nightcap here on VEASAN alongside Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Keeping an eye on uh, something I know near and dear to the heart of Gil Alexander. Oh, U.S. Open. Novak Djokovic dropped the first set tonight. So, And this is for the Grand Slam, right? If he wins the U.S. Open, he wins the Grand Slam. Uh, all four majors, uh, all four Grand Slams in the same calendar year. That's something that's on my bucket list. I have not been to the U.S. Open. I haven't been. I've I've been to. I've seen Wimbledon, mm-hmm. but I haven't gone there when it's going on. I love Wimbledon. I don't know what it is. Growing up, you know, what NBC was July Fourth. I always loved loved watching that. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, he dropped the first set in the quarterfinal tonight. Um, down to uh, I think he's like minus two twenty five right now oh, wow. on the live line. So Djokovic has uh, has been dominating. Remember, he lost at the Olympics, but that's not the same thing. Uh, so he's won the French, won the. Wimbledon won Australian and now in the quarters of the U.S. Open and uh, lost the first set 7-5. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Tell you what, U.S. Open, man, there have been times we're here, we're wrapped up our show, it's 1 Eastern, and they're still going. <laughs> they're going late yeah, man. out in uh, added Flushing Meadows. So. Burning the late night oil. U.S. Open on your bucket. Of all four, you'd rather go there? Yeah. Yeah? I'm feeling patriotic. A little New York City, a little New York yeah. City trip, yeah, a, a short, Labor Day weekend, yeah, a short flight, short flights five hours compared to going to England. Well, that's true. Australia, <laughs> or France. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Good pair of yes. Good point. Point to you on that one. Um, well, a couple news and notes, and you know, last night we had Sean Merriman in studio. It was a lot of fun to have Lights Sean. Lights out. In studio, and uh, he's high on the Chargers, as you would expect. But he's also high on the team that they're playing in week one, and that's the Washington football team, who we just chatted with Brian Mitchell uh, about a little bit. And, you know, it was interesting to hear B. Mitch 
Um, you know, I'm kind of the same mindset. I, this division is so bizarre, and it haven't had a back-to-back winner since McNabb's days in the early aughts. You know what I hate about the NFC East? That everyone stinks. Oh, I mean, because you got bad divisions in the NFL. Sure, but it's the one that everybody still talks about. Oh, got. Like, it just rubs me like it's almost putting salt in like an open womb. It's like <laughs> there are so many good teams in the NFL, and yet every time you turn the TV on, somebody's talking about Washington, Philly, Dallas, Giants, or Dallas. Sure, it's a reason that they're almost nine-point underdogs. I'm talking of Dallas. Yeah, like, Dallas eight and a half. Yeah, talking tomorrow night. So, looking ahead to Sunday, who's Philly playing? Uh, Philly's playing at Atlanta. Are they favorite or underdog? Underdog. Oh, who are the Giants playing? Home to Denver. Who's favorite? Denver. Uh, who are the Who's Washington playing? Uh, Chargers. And Washington's favorite with a point. Uh, here, other spots that are at one point dog. Yeah, come on, man. It's a reason. <laughs> it's a reason that all four of the teams in that division are underdogs on opening week. Well, the it's West, not coincidence. The Westgate Superbook put out their they put out odds for every single game. And I, I didn't do the, the check of, of other teams, but being from the D.C. area and, and working in that media market, I found it fascinating, so I put this out on Twitter. The Washington football team, who at last check was a slight favorite to win that division, Sean, mm-hmm. was an underdog in every single game outside of the division. So of 11 games, they were a dog in all 11. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Yet but, their fans are everywhere. But, but, oh, yeah, the Cowboy fans are everywhere. Um, however. It's almost like you have to sign a contract, like, to be in pain. Like, you got to love pain to root for somebody in the NFC East. Yeah. How frustrating it is. I mean, the Giants, they, they've, I mean, the Giants and the Eagles have actually won championships in this century, unlike the Cowboys in Washington. They've actually won something. The Cowboys have done nothing of relevance and I know that this will this will hurt some people, but it's true. They have done nothing of relevance since the mid nineties. Yeah, they've had a couple good regular seasons. Huh? They even made an NFC. I don't think they made an NFC championship game. I don't think so. I mean, you're the reason Washington didn't make an NFC championship game, and but the NFC South has, has like legit elite programs. Yeah, New Saints or- have been really good. Saints have been. Yeah. Um, Carolina had their stretch with Cam. Atlanta made it to a Super Bowl. Carolina yeah. made it to a Super Bowl. Someone, just won, a, someone just won a Super Bowl last year. Now that's a division. I wanted to talk about Austin Eckler, but you just had your we got three hours. Your got rant time. about uh, the time. NFC East. I think it's a fair rant. Yeah. Djokovic won the uh, first game there in the second set. I think he's going to win. That's a full prediction. He's going to win this. <laughs> but you do like the dogs. CEO of the Dog Pound. That's right. <laughs> we'll talk some. Oh, no. Dallas Cowboys next. Pat Doney from NBC5 in Dallas. You'll join us right now and right now after this break on the Nightcap. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Now is the perfect time to huddle up. Decent pro football betting guide. The guide, it's only $19.99, folks. Available now. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up for VEASAN All Access and get everything we offer for the entire football season. Head over to VEASAN.com backslash subscribe. Season starts tomorrow night. Sean King's Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. and Talk more about the Cowboys. We bring in Pat Doney, a sports anchor down in Dallas-Fort Worth for the NBC affiliate there, at Pat Doney, NBC5 on Twitter. And, Pat, uh, we'll start with the uh, the unfortunate news. Uh, there was some, there was a slight glimmer of hope that maybe Zach Martin would be able to play, uh, but ultimately that is not true. Uh, he is not going to be able to play, hasn't uh hasn't gotten past uh, the the COVID situation just at this point. So, you know, this has been a big discussion all week. How big of a loss is this for that Cowboys line and the Cowboys offense not to have Zach Martin come tomorrow night? Well, I'm going to tell you it's not good for the Cowboys. (laughs) How about that hot take right there? Um, You know, great defensive line, obviously, with the Bucs. The Cowboys, you know, Dak Prescott's getting ready to play a game for the first time in 323 days is the amount of time since he injured his ankle. We all saw what happened against the New York Giants last year. Didn't get a chance to play at all in the preseason because of the shoulder injury. And so now the first time that he's out playing in a game, it's against a really good Tampa defensive line without arguably the Cowboys' best player and Zach Martin, you know, blocking in front of him. It's not what the Cowboys were hoping. They, as you mentioned, were holding out hope that at the last minute he might be able to get through and, and be able to be uh, get the negative test that he needed with the COVID-19 um, protocol that he's in right now. It just didn't happen. So it looks like he's on track to be back next week against the Chargers, which is going to be another tough game on the road in L.A. 
But for tomorrow night, they're going to be down one of their best players against one of the NFL's best teams. Yeah, and Zeke said it himself. He said that Zach Martin is their uh, best player. So, uh, you know, for, for Zeke, Pat, uh, coming off of a, a year where you know people were questioning him and uh, commitment and all that, uh, the numbers weren't Zeke-esque, um, you know, come tomorrow night. And even just bigger picture for the season, how has this offseason been? And do you expect a, a, maybe a revert back to, I don't know if I want to say elite, but back to one of the top-tier running backs in the game? Well, he's lighter than he has been the last few seasons. He's made spoken about that multiple times, about, you know, cutting weight to try and be a little quicker. Um, you know, but look, I mean, he's he's 26, and he's had more carries than any other running back in the NFL over the last four years or so. And when you have the offensive line injuries that the Cowboys had a year ago, I mean, they, they only had one offensive lineman play all 16 games, and it was Connor Williams. You know, and you could make the case that he's the worst of the five starting offensive linemen. So when that happens, I don't care who's playing at running back, you're going to see a major decline in production. And so is he the guy he was back in 2016 when he took the league by storm with Dak Prescott? No, I don't think he's that guy anymore. But can he still be an elite running back? Yeah, I do think so. I think he has a chance to have a very nice season this year if the Cowboys' offensive line is healthy and if Dak Prescott stays healthy. Because, you know, last year with Andy Dalton playing quarterback, when Ben DiNucci was playing quarterback, <laughs> and they had an offensive line, yeah, not a whole lot of fear from opposing defenses to stop anything but Zeke. And so it's going to be almost impossible for anybody to have success in that moment. So to, for him to bounce back, I think the bar is kind of low based on what happened a year ago. And I do expect him to have a much better 2021. Pat Doney from NBC5 in Dallas. Question. It's very easy as an NFL player to get consumed with your own bubble. Dallas, in this case, has probably the nicest, most lavish <laughs> bubble of any other Jealousy? team in the NFL <laughs> league. Having said that, the disrespect that they're being shown, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the eight and a half points that Dallas is given tomorrow night is the largest spread of the entire first weekend of the National Football League schedule. Are they aware of that? Do they feel sort of the ultimate disrespect as far as how they're viewed as an actual football team? Or is this kind of, we got nice facilities, everything's going to be okay? Well, I think both things can be true, Sean. I mean, I think uh, first and foremost, it's funny to always watch the rookies and the veterans who signed with Dallas walk through the star in Frisco with eyes wide open. Like this is a real place. I get to practice and play football. This is unreal. Um, but yeah, no, they're aware of the disrespect. I mean, Dak Prescott said something about it a couple of days ago saying he wouldn't have it any other way than people disrespecting and, and, you know, making them the big underdog and, and all of that. They know that it's an uphill battle. They know they're playing arguably the best team in the NFL on the road on Super Bowl celebration night against the greatest quarterback of all time. They know what they're going into and what they're facing. But, I mean, you guys and I both know it's going to come down to a couple of basic things. Number one, can this Cowboys defense be not historically bad like they were a year ago? And Dan Quinn, their new defensive coordinator, seems fired up with what they're doing, and there seems to be a lot of confidence and belief in this group, especially with Micah Parsons, their rookie linebacker, Guys, they have him all over the field, moving around, doing creative things. I think he's going to be an immediate star in the NFL. But we'll see how that goes against Tom Brady 
on Thursday night football on NBC, you know, the entire world watching. And then the second thing is, you know, is Dak rusty at all? I mean, is Dak able to be the high level player on the historic pace? Like he was at the beginning of last season before the injury, or is there some of that rust from not playing since early October, not getting any preseason game reps, having the shoulder you know, situation that he had throughout training camp, because if he's not at his best, and if the defense is terrible, then eight and a half might not be enough. But I do think that he's going to be pretty good, and I do think the defense will be average. So I think Tampa's going to win the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas covers the points in, you know, and covers the spread there. And quickly, uh, Pat, you're right there on boots on the ground in Dallas. What are your expectations for this Cowboys team this year? I have them going 11-6. and six. You ooh, know, I, I, think that they, I think a lot of people are really overlooking the fact that you know, when you don't have your quarterback, you don't have the offensive line play that you had, and you had a defensive coordinator in Mike Nolan a year ago who did not teach his new scheme to this team very well, especially over Zoom. Um, you know, they had everything go wrong last year. And so when you mix in the fact that I think the NFC East is still fairly down, maybe a little better than it was a year ago, but still down, most projections have them with a top five schedule when it comes to easiest schedules in the NFL. I think we're about to see prime Dak Prescott in a big year with a great offense, CeeDee Lamb about to break out, and the defense is going to be average, which is good enough to get them to about 10, 11 wins. I think they're going to have a good season. He's Pat Doney, NBC5 there in Dallas. Pat, great stuff, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys having me. Thank you. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. 11 and 6. 11 and 6. I like it. I like like it. it. Bring the heat. It's the nightcap here on VSIN. delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. That's according to TalentNest. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Alongside former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Super Bowl champ, Sean King, I'm Tim Murray. Brad Evans, our guy, he will join us top of the hour. He sent us a list of his prop plays for the week, for the year. Yeah, I saw that email it, is, it is uh, lengthy, to say the least, Sean. So we will uh, we will get into that. Uh, also, we need to know if his Illini are going to take care of business and cover the number down in Charlottesville uh, because someone may or may not have written, written up that uh, that particular play for vcin.com. And these are all for the Bucks game? No, these are for the season. Oh. Uh, but there are some. But there are some for. No, oh, there's so week one. Wow. Yeah. There's a bunch of Bucks games ones here. Got some CeeDee Lamb, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady. So he's got some. Uh, I see a lot of minuses on here, Brad. We got to talk. <laughs> He's got a couple plus. I see a couple pluses out there. Um, I just want to, before we jump back into uh, Bucks and uh, and Cowboys, uh, Pat Doney kind of dropped the mic, walking out, uh, finishing up the interview. I liked it. You know, he he was confident about it. Eleven and six, and felt like you know the schedule. He, he referenced one of the easier schedules, the more manageable schedules. You know, when you finish, what they finished third last year in the division, um, you've got an opportunity to play lesser opponents. You don't have to face, uh, you know, your crossover uh, as opposed to, I mean, you get the Patriots, so it's not that ideal. It would have been nice if you could have got 
uh, the Jets, uh, but you get the Cardinals instead of the Seahawks, like Washington has to face. Um, so I guess the schedule, you get the, um, I'm trying to think of the other crossover. You get the Vikings, which is still kind of tricky, but 11 and 6. I mean, if you told me right now that the Cowboys went 11 and 6, I mean, I wouldn't think it's the craziest thing in the world because of the offense. I just I have a hard time getting any visions of that defense out of my mind, Sean, because they were so bad last year. But I guess you could say, can it get worse? That's what I don't know. You bring in Micah Parsons, um, as Pat was alluding to, he's been flying around the field. He's a unique talent. Other rookie coming out of Penn State, um, eleven and six. So I mean, eleven and six, they're winning the division, obviously in, in a in a down division. So. Since 2010, mm-hmm. so I went back 11 years, Yep, they've won 11 or more games twice. So 20% basically in the last 10 years. You know how many times Washington has won 11 or more games? Zero. They haven't done it since 92. I have a unique take on this. And I did find something that Pat said very interesting. He said that Mike Nolan was forced to teach the guys the defense over Zoom last year mm-hmm. because of COVID. Yeah. So that could have been a major reason why they were all-time bad on defense. Yeah. It's not an excuse. And it's actually a legitimate yeah. fact. And, I mean, if you have a humming offense, it takes a little bit off the play of the defense, right? When you have Ben DiNucci and Andy Dalton. Yeah. And, and I was probably going by more of what they did when Dak was healthy. Yeah. Because even in those games, they were terrible in the first half. True. I mean, they were falling behind. You know, Dak was making some miraculous comebacks, but they didn't look like a good football team. But I'll say this about local media. I think local media should always be optimistic and try and find a positive spin going into every season. Now, during the season, I think you got to report what you see. Sure. But I'm all for getting the community on the side of the sports franchise. And then the sports franchise has to determine how long that lasts. But I don't... Like when the local media is negative and well, you, kinda, you know brings up stuff that right and it, it to each his own. I'm just saying I think if it's it, teamwork make the dream work. Well, you kind of get engulfed too, right? And you you talk to these coaches, you talk to these players, and I mean I couldn't I can't tell you how many times you know me personally. You you did local media in the Tampa area. I did local media in the D.C. area for many years, and you just kind of get wrapped up in in all of the hype and. Oh, this guy's excelling. Oh, this six-round pick is going to be great. And you just don't know until you actually play the game. It's like, oh, yeah, we suck. You know, it, it, then it hits you. But sometimes, you know, I mean, uh, is a, maybe apples to oranges example, but, you know, when the Nationals were terrible and then they slowly started to build it up, build it up, build it up, you know, the local media kind of expected, okay, at some point this thing's going to hit. And it, mm-hmm. and it ultimately did. They won the division in 2012 and then, took off and really had a nice run there. So I get it. And, you know, if you're in Dallas and you're, you're focusing on the Cowboys and you're looking at Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott and, you know, Zach Martin's got COVID, but Leo Collins, Zach Martin, and then you look around and you see, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, you see Jalen Hurts, you see Daniel Jones, yeah, you're the, like, well, what are we doing here? The optimism comes from the opposition, right? The fact that we play in the worst division in all of the National Football League, which is yeah. the NFC East, that gives us a chance, a legitimate chance. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, they're the I think f- Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to be a very interesting watch simply because his style doesn't really mesh with a team that wants to play great defense, run the football, get games to the fourth quarter. He's more of a gunslinger. Oh, he's, he's more of a live on the edge, YOLO, you only live once kind of guy. <laughs> and that's not generally been who Ron Rivera, even though he's Riverboat Ron to some people, the course of the game under his tutelage and leadership has not been, we're going to throw the ball all across the field and be reckless. And some games will throw four touchdowns. Some games will throw four picks. That hasn't well, really been his And when you're deal. when you're Washington and you've got – that defense, which I think is, they got to prove it. I think it's 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 I'm, a little overrated. Yeah, I'm not I'm not because, even saying they're overrated. I'm just saying they got to prove it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm they've not, got the pieces. They've right. got. I mean, they've got what five first round picks yeah. starting. They've I want to see them do it when everybody had a full offseason. Yeah, you know, Sweat, Allen, Young, um, Jamin Davis is going to start. I'm missing one other. Um, they've got five first round picks in the front seven. I mean, they they have invested so. I'm curious how Ryan Fitzpatrick will do because he'll give you, you know, he has the moments when he was in Tampa, right? And he, you know, they beat they beat the Buccaneers in week one, however many years ago, and he shows up in the press conference with Deshaun Jackson stuff on. It's hilarious. Oh, Fitz, he'll give you a heart Fitz is the man. And then shortly thereafter, he's, you know, getting benched. So I'm curious. I'm very, I'm fascinated by Washington. And, you know, going back to what B. Mitch talked about in the start of the show, to me, when we look at odds, and we've talked at the NFC East so much, when you look at the odds, I, the odds are too short, in my opinion, to play Washington or to play Dallas. If I were to play anything, it would have to be, da- it would have to be the Giants uh, at, you know, 4-1. to one. I think there might be some 450s out there. But then you mentioned, you know, is Saquon Barkey healthy? Yeah. So it might just be a... Let's sit. Let's sit back and see how this division uh, unfolds. Or, like your case, you just play the under on every team. I've got the under on Washington. Right. So I'm uh, leaning towards taking Dallas tomorrow night. I'm gonna wait. Really? I'm gonna wait to the last minute and hope it goes up to nine. Look at you. Start of the show. I, I it was s- sit back and watch. Yeah. And now. And, and because I said something that made me reevaluate, because I don't think Dallas can win the game. But I remember, remember I said last year they were really bad in the first half when Dak was a starter, but they made these amazing comebacks in the second half. And that just makes me think, like, they're going to play four quarters. If Tampa's up 17, middle of the third, I think Dak and them are going to still believe that they can come back. And I think they backdoor cover. So let me, let me bring this up. Because you, you love the parlays. We talked about your parlay that you've got. The, the dog pound parlay for the NFL, the eight leg parlay for the uh, for college football. Those are kind of prop bets. Yeah, they're though. just yeah, you know, they're like, they're. Fun. I straight bet the stuff they're I really fun. love, yeah. but but those are for fun. Could I could I intrigue you because I know you've never really got into the teaser business. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not really a teaser guy. So so you could get Dallas if we could find you a dance partner. If you think Dallas keeps this close, we can get you Dallas at fourteen and a half. Mm-hmm. And then you find another dance partner, whether it be, uh, whether it be the Rams down to one and a half, or uh, you, know, you can look at a, a dog that you can push up um, the 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 Jets up to ten and a half, something like that. Unlike most people, I haven't rubber stamped Matthew Stafford as like the savior the Rams think he is. Right. 
I'm hoping he is because I think it makes the game extremely exciting when a personality like Sean McVay, you know, who's high profile, you know, is in the playoff picture. But again, uh, we'll wait and see on Stafford a little bit. Well, let, let me, let me, so I, I'm telling you right and now. And I just said that to say that wouldn't be one of my teasers. Right. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Stafford goes out there and has two lost fumbles and two interceptions. Well, then you might be answering, one either. you might be answering my question because everybody is going to have a teaser with Tampa down to two and a half because you get through seven, you get through three, right? Either San Francisco is going to be in that teaser down to one and a half on the road to Detroit or the Rams down to one and a half of those three. One of them's going to lose. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, that's the way it works. We all look at these and say, oh, this teaser's perfect. More often than not, the electricity will still be on <laughs> because they lose. Of those three, who loses outright? Tampa, San Francisco, or the Rams? Nine. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but who would you, as if we walked in Monday morning, Tampa... The Rams or the 49ers, what would be the most least surprising to you? I think it would be the Rams. No way. Andy Dalton, the quarterback <laughs> with the Bears, get out of Dodge. The, the, the Bears were a playoff that team last year. That pass rush, though, against Andy Dalton, like, come on. That's I a know. recipe for, like, you think, yeah. I, I think, I you think, think Stafford, the, knee, the kneecappers? Stafford could turn the ball over and the Rams could still win. You answer my question. I wouldn't be surprised Detroit if... Detroit at home? Detroit's better than people think with Jared Goff. And, and you're not a swept. huge believer of San Francisco right now. I'm not. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Brad Evans, he's got a lot of plays for tomorrow and the weekend next right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. 
NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network.